Hello, and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined again by Dr. Storsbach. It's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication and thriving in everything so that you can thrive in everything you do. And that today is going to look like us discussing whiplash injuries, whiplash associated dis- disorder, the car accident that you had 10 years ago that you're not sure if it's connected to your headaches or migraines. Maybe you uh, had some sort of head or neck trauma uh, in your past or as a child. Maybe you're, you have neck issues that you know are related to a whiplash injury, but you're, you haven't necessarily connected that to your headaches. Or maybe you're just wondering uh, if there's even a connection here because a lot of our patients go through the healthcare system trying to connect their symptoms to the neck and uh, the providers that they're seeing are are not giving him giving them that uh, the luxury of understanding how the neck can be connected partially because those providers uh, are not understanding the connection themselves and so we're going to talk specifically about whiplash injuries and the me- the mechanism behind those we're going to talk about the types of symptoms that come about from whiplash injuries we're going to talk about um, why those symptoms persist and then what to do to treat the symptoms and specifically what that looks like for us here at Novera. To start off, over 6 million people experience a car accident every year in the United States. Of those 6 million, 3 million will undergo or sustain a whiplash injury. 3 million people, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are the implications of a whiplash injury, but before we say that, let's talk about, let's define what a whiplash injury actually is. So Dr. Storzbach, talk to us about the mechanism, kind of the biomechanics uh, behind what happens during a whiplash injury. Yeah, so what is happening is this quick and forceful, like back and forth movement of the neck and head. Um, Our heads are heavy about bowling ball (laughs) size and weight. And um, when we have that very quick motion um, during a whiplash, our neck is not able to completely stabilize our head properly. And so we have injuries to some of the neck tissues, such as like the facet joints where the two bones come together, uh, the joint capsule, which actually surrounds each joint. And of course, there's muscle strain with that. Um, And so that's essentially what a whiplash injury is. Yeah. So the the normal C curvature of your neck. So your head sits on your neck. Your neck should uh, have a, I guess, a concave uh, curvature if you're if you're looking at someone from behind, and then it'll uh, have an opposite curvature through the upper back as you go from the shoulders down to the low back. So the whole spine has that nice S curvature to it. When you sustain a whiplash injury in the in the middle of a whiplash injury, what happens is you you have an impact from behind. Your body is going to be pushed in one direction. So in the case of a car accident, it's the seat thrusting your body forward. Your head obviously is not, your head is not going to uh, feel that impact until it hits the headrest. So in between the time of your body shifting forward and your head going backwards, there's a re- there's a shift from the C curvature in your neck to an S curvature. So the upper part of your neck will 
have like that opposite curvature as your head is, is shifting backward. Uh, let's, your head will hit the headrest, uh, and then you'll come to a stop, and, and your head will then go forward the opposite direction. So it's kind of this, this abrupt uh, retraction, protraction, or uh, the, the forces uh, are back and then forward. Your neck, the joints themselves, the ligaments, and the musculature is obviously going to hold your musculoskeletal system in place, but the intended purpose of each muscle that's supposed to stabilize your neck during something like this, uh, it happens so quickly that your neck cannot respond fast enough in order to protect your neck. And so the the neck, obviously, you're, you know, our, our head's not going to pop off, but we have uh, sustained injuries to the uh, yeah, to the capsule, to the ligaments, to the, the tendons, the muscles, all of these structures that make up our musculoskeletal system, uh, because they're, they're reacting to the scenario rather than proactively being able to, uh, brace. And I think even if you brace that, I guess I don't know this, this is just anecdotally, but if you knew it was coming, you probably still would not be able to resist the amount of force that was going to travel through your neck. Yeah especially when we have a 10 pound, 10 to 12 pound head. Mm-hmm. So that's a whiplash injury. Let's talk people through the different grades of injury, which are really just based off symptoms. So what do we have here? Yeah. I mean, the main symptoms you feel after whiplash are generally neck pain, you know, headaches, dizziness, even numbness or tingling into your hands or some type of nerve pain. And like you said, they grade them zero through five. Zero, of course, is, you know, it's a very small fender bender. Maybe there's no complaints in your neck, no physical signs, no tenderness. Everything looks good. Grade one would be a complaint of neck pain and maybe some stiffness and tenderness only, but no physical signs. A grade two would be um, you're complaining of neck pain and you have musculoskeletal signs. What this means is you cannot move your neck as well. There's just decreased range of motion and like very point tenderness. You can find spots that feel very tender. And then a grade three is a neck complaint again and maybe more neurological signs. So again, that could be um, decreased tendon reflexes, some sensory deficits, that sort of thing. And then... um, so I sh- I'm sorry, just through four, not through five. Uh, grade four is there's neck pain and there was actually a fracture or dislocation of the neck. So that's how they how they grade the whiplash injuries. Yeah, so zero through four. So grade four, that fracture dislocation. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to so zero is nothing. Four is is you've actually have something that they can find on an MRI and X-ray. One of these studies we looked at. The challenge, one of the challenge with the, I guess, the traditional model or applying research, uh, pulling data from post-whiplash injuries is that there isn't really anything that will show up on an MRI or an X-ray because it's, again, it's a still image. And uh, I guess if some of the tissues are inflamed or irritated, that might show up. But for the most part, there's not really going to be anything visible outside of a, a fracture or dislocation. And when it comes to a neck injury, if someone has a full range of motion of their neck, you, you can 
pretty much rule out a fracture. Uh, if someone has a fracture, they're, they're going to be very hesitant to move their neck. And so if we see someone after a whiplash injury, after a car accident, and they can't turn their head all the way, and I'm talking like within weeks or so, then we definitely, we would want to go that route of getting imaging. But for the most part, we don't necessarily, we won't necessarily need that. And, uh, and we'll talk about this later, but we see people typically, you know, years down the road or like months after an injury like this. And so the, the acute meaning a week, two, two weeks after this type of injury is you almost just have to let the body run its course and it might be appropriate to rule out a fracture. But after that, um, there are changes that happen, which we'll talk about. So the symptoms are primary ones are headache and neck pain. And then yeah, dizziness, numbness, and tingling. So what's, what's actually causing the pain, whether it's that's referred to the head or the actual neck pain itself? Well, uh, primarily, you know, we go back to the joint and the joint capsule that has nerve endings and the nerve endings are sending the signal to your brain. So it's certain parts of your neck that are, have become injured, um, maybe inflamed, and then the tissue specifically around the joints and muscles can send nerve signals to the brain. So that's essentially why you're perceiving this, this headache, this neck pain, that sort of thing. When people think of, of neck injuries, they think of discs and the nerves. The discs and the, discs and the nerves in, in this situation are, um, it's not that they can't be irritated or injured, but they're less likely to be the source of the actual pain. And so this is an important point because the joint capsule or the facet joints, that's a lot of what we work on in clinic. And that's a lot of what we see with people that have these headaches and migraines that are persistent or chronic. Uh, they, they are lasting a lifetime. It's typically the joint capsule, the facet joint, it comes back to the joints themselves. So, so facet joints are just a particular type of joint in the neck. Um, that uh, are in the middle to lower sections of the neck, and, and they uh, mechanically, they, they allow us all sorts of different movements, um, but different than the, the two joints in the upper part of the neck. And then the joint, um, the joint capsule is just these ligaments that surround uh, joints, and uh, the ligaments hold the joint together. And the ligaments should have a certain amount of, I guess I'll say like elasticity, so that the joint can move to a certain degree. And so post whiplash injury, these are the things that, uh, in this, in the research it's showing joint capsules likely to be the thing, kind of, um, the, the stimulus or the actual source of pain. If, if pain is persisting, not necessarily the disc or the nerve. So you might have a disc herniation, a, a, a bulge, you might have nerve root uh, stenosis that that might be irritating the nerve root um, inflammation needs to be there for the nerve root to be sensitized and so usually that's like pretty uh, shortly after the actual injury that you'll have numbness and tingling uh, if that inflammation is sensitizing that nerve root um, and those symptoms are more like numbness tingling in the hands things like that but for the most part you can think of the middle to lower portions of the neck if there's problems there with the disc or the nerves, it's going to show up differently than if you have a headache or even just, just neck pain, really. Um, it, it can cause neck pain, but for the most part, you'll feel those symptoms radiate down into your shoulders or your hands. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's 
that's what's actually causing neck pain. Um, we do have a few studies here. We have uh, the first one is it's titled The Biomechanics of Whiplash Injury. And um, let's go into that just a little bit, which um, we already touched on, which I'll, I'll just kind of summarize here. It's essentially saying that um, the the lordosis or the curvature of the spine will change. So they looked at that in, they, they call them kinematic studies, just looking at, at movements during this type of injury. Um, it mentions that it's generally difficult um, to see anything on imaging, but it's a soft tissue injury and, and so forth. And then we have uh, headaches subsequent to whiplash. This is a different study that we're going to look at. This one found that headaches seem to be present in 50% or more uh, uh, to more than 75% of cases in the acute stage and in 20 to 30% of cases in, in the early chronic stage. So people are getting headaches uh, and a substantial number, and, and that can be chronic. Okay, Jacqueline, talk about the neck pain and headache after whiplash injury. Um, this one was a big systematic review. Uh, what, what did this one find? Yeah, this one was really good because like you said, um, it uh, I think it looked over like over 2,700 different articles. And the main takeaway um, was that at 12 months after the injury, so one full year, um, upwards about 38, average of 38% of patients with whiplash were still experiencing neck pain. And um, that actually led to much more likely to have pain even five years down the road. So um, if you're a full year out and still experiencing neck pain, it definitely is an indicator that it could become much more chronic, um, which is the main takeaway from that article. Yeah, so about 38% of patients had neck pain, and 38% of patients reported headaches, uh, yeah, at that 12-month interval. And then we had, a, we had a different study, we were talking about this, where it said that almost 40% of individuals with, with this chronic whiplash-associated disorder report headache after five years. So if you have headaches after a year, it looks like you're likely to have it after five years. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is that you, you sustain this whiplash injury, you have a headache, you have neck, symptom, neck pain symptoms, and you can wait the initial period and see if your body will, will heal and recover. Um, that seems to be, you know, let's let's wait a month, six weeks. After that, if they persist to a year, it's likely just going to be there until we intervene. Mm -hmm. So how do we intervene? What do, what do we do there? Yeah, so this is where definitely good hands-on therapists come in. Um, at our clinic here, we really focus, like you said, on the facet joints, on restoring movement, getting muscle um, guarding and tension to come down. And so it's a lot of hands-on mobilizations um, and then use of tools if needed, like dry needling um, and other tools to help assist those soft tissues to really start to relax. Um, and ultimately it's it's the restor restoration of movement of the of the neck to to move normally and therefore people's symptoms start to go away but it really does need to be kind of specific hands-on techniques not just exercise uh, we definitely looked at another other articles you know that showed the difference between just a prescribed exercise versus uh, hands-on and it does seem like with whiplash specifically um, hands-on work is is much much better long term yeah, so 
there's two components here. The first, um, yeah, having the manual therapies and, and what we're specifically addressing and what we're seeing clinically with whiplash, post-whiplash, and, and we're seeing the people that are one year, five years out, you know, they're dealing with chronic headaches, chronic migraines. What we're treating is the actual joint itself. So what we're talking about is that joint capsule that was stretched, there was trauma to it, there was inflammation, it heals, meaning it's it's not necessarily like constantly inflamed or maybe if it tore, it, it sort of, um, it's restructured in a, in a way that, uh, the ligament itself structurally is there, but potentially it's not allowing the same mobility through the joint uh, pre-accident that you would have seen. And so the the initial like soreness in the neck might be gone, uh, but the irritation in that capsule itself is still there. And so applying hands-on techniques specific to the joint itself, it's that it's that specific treatment um, that that we feel is needed, and we we see it uh, be exponentially more helpful than other types of manual therapies. And uh, in this, in one of these systematic reviews that we're looking at different forms of treatment, um, it is hard to say you know just paint with a broad brush and say you know manual therapy because that can look very different. Uh, hands-on treatment can look different from provider to provider. And we see that because we have people that go through chiropractic, other PTs, and and they come to us and they can still find benefit. Um, but there are things that uh, that were found to not be beneficial uh, much at all. It, relaxation, massage, uh, electroacupuncture, strain, counter-strain, uh, and some of the passive physical modalities like heat, cold, hydrotherapy, ultrasound. So that's it's good to note because I'm sure people have gone to physical therapist and experienced heat, ice, mm-hmm. yeah, some ultrasound <clears throat> and a couple exercises, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of what we're trying to do is is brand ourselves differently because we we know that those things are not helpful uh, unless there's you know potentially if someone really believes they'll be helpful, but for the most part. Um, not much benefit there. And the, the other side of treatment is, is not just a general exercise program, but a specific, uh, what I would say stability program for the neck. So how are we going to restore function to those stabilizer muscles within the neck? And we see that all the time. Jacqueline, you, you see that within your patients, as far as their, uh, weakness within their deep neck flexors. And that could be yeah. a result of a whiplash injury? Oh, definitely. Um, and there's, it's kind of, it can feel counterintuitive because we're talking about, oh, but if I'm stiff, you're just making range of motion. Why would I need to stabilize or contract a lot of muscles? But it, the balance and health is always being able to stabilize and be flexible. So that like you talked about those really deep neck flexors along the front of our throat, they're kind of like the abs of our neck and they are really helpful for stability and need to be retrained after, after any kind of head or neck trauma. Yeah. So in summary, if you have a whiplash injury, there is going to be an immediate response that your body has to go through the, the trauma that it sustained. And let's say that's, that takes four to six weeks to, to recover. After that, if you, if you're dealing with neck pain, headaches, even, even up to that four to six week mark, and especially past that, 
if those are persisting, if you feel like you've lost range of motion, if you feel like you have neck tension, shoulder tension, if there's something about your neck that has changed, you need to listen to that and you need to find a provider or reach out to us who can help you uh, solve the underlying problem of, of potentially a change in the mechanics of your neck, compensation patterns that come up after injury, uh, a lack of stability in your neck, because the likelihood of after one year you having those symptoms, the likelihood of that persisting uh, seems very high because after one year, we see the same result after five years, unless we provide specific intervention. And that's not just, you know, the slap slap an ice pack or a heat pack, do some ultrasound and a general exercise program, we really do need to provide a a specialized specific uh, program to restore function to your neck. Um, Function to specific joints, stability to the neck as a whole, understanding how the whole body is functioning so that you can, yeah, you can move on from that initial injury. Uh, The other thing too is you probably don't want to wait too long because if if insurance is paying – uh, then you want to take advantage of that, uh, especially because they, uh, if, if your symptoms re- resolve, we'll put quotes around that, they will um, close your case when potentially these headaches are going to pop up at some point down the road. Yeah, so there, there it is. Any other thoughts, Jacqueline? Um, just the last thing is we didn't touch a ton on the jaw, but that's highly also comorbid with this. And so it's very likely that um, you're going to maybe have some more jaw issues, especially if you had it prior to the car accident. But it's um, definitely something we work on here and is, again, another, another symptom that you'll generally see after whiplash. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we, we threw a study in there. Thank you for reminding me that um, it showed – a, a much higher prevalence of uh, jaw dysfunction, like an increase in the level of jaw dysfunction and, and symptoms when someone had a prior history of, of a whiplash disorder or neck trauma. Um, and, and actually that study was really interesting because it looked, it, it concluded that whiplash injury was likely uh, the initiator for TMD. And they felt comfortable enough to say that, uh, which is helpful for us and our purposes because that's, we see that all the time, neck being the driver for dysfunction within the jaw uh, and then other systems that are impacted by the head sitting on the neck and and tension that uh, pops up in that area. So jaw pain is definitely something else. If, If you've got headaches, jaw pain resulting from a whiplash injury, it's time to get it treated appropriately. We, yeah, and we would love to help you with that. We have virtual options. I know some people listening to this podcast don't realize uh, that we help people virtually uh, just about every day. We do a v- virtual free virtual discovery visit, so a half hour. We just want to hear your story and see if we can be a good fit and helpful to you. You can book that right on our website at NoveraHeadacheCenter.com. Our next podcast, we have... Uh, Dr. Nathan, uh, I call him Dr. Nate. He's, um, he's a functional medicine doctor. He's a, he's an MD that then, uh, was finding, he'll tell his story next time, but he was finding limitation with how, 
how helpful he could be with his patients as a primary care doctor. Um, and so he went back to school, uh, understanding functional medicine and having a more holistic approach to his practice. And we're going to get into stuff like post COVID syndrome and, uh, these persistent COVID, uh, type headaches, uh, systemic inflammation, um, a lot of really good stuff that I think he's going to provide us with. So stay tuned for that episode as well. And we're, I want to continue to invite guests and have, uh, interview guests, other experts, uh, as it relates to headaches or just health in general. And so that I can help you guys understand how to navigate the healthcare system. My podcast several weeks ago with Dr. Goals on breathing and sleep and airway, uh, I think he, he has been uh, seeing a lot of you guys who listen because you've had these light bulb moments. And so I want to keep providing you with valuable input like that. So if you know of anyone, if there are any topics that you want me to cover, please reach out. Our email is hello at NoveraHeadacheCenter.com. And we'd love to hear from you guys and uh, see how we can improve this product for you. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please uh, write a five-star review. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.